0: Hey, welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast. My name is Jonah Kay, and this week I have an interview with Mitchell McCloy. He co-owns a recording studio in Kitchener, Ontario, called Canadian Daydream, uh, and he works at Sherwood Systems as logistics coordinator and uh, production technician. He went to school uh, at Fanshawe, the Fanshawe College in London, Ontario, for the industry arts program. I have him on the show today to hear his unique experience with going to school and then going right from that into the production industry. Uh, This isn't really going to be a debate about why or why not to go to school. It's a common theme in the production world to think that school is unnecessary. Now, even though it might not be right for everyone, you know, at least let's hear Mitch's take on why it was right for him and the benefit that he got out of it. So let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen. Getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. What's going on mitch Oh, well, you know trying to trying to get by with all the free
1: time that i've had since the world is kind of paused but you know still trying to find
0: things to do and we've managed to do that with studio and that kind of thing yeah no doubt and i'm just trying to catch up on everybody everyone's at home all the production people are at home so i'm, I'm like yeah i can just call anybody and talk to them yeah. so yeah it's going to be <laughs> it's sure. good for me but So, yeah, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about uh, going to production school and also just working in the industry right after that. So uh, how long have you been doing production full-time at this point?
1: So production full-time, like live production, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, I started working at Sherwood, the production company in one of the major production companies in Kitchener, um, right out of college in 2016. But I was working in the, the sales department at first. And then kind of, as time went on, kind of expressed interest and then slowly got added to events in like 2017. And then that just kind of one thing led to another to be able to start getting put on shows and kind of showing what I could do. And then obviously just kind of learning as I went along as well. And yeah, that kind of brought me to where I am today. It's kind of funny, actually, it wasn't even necessarily my intention to get into the live production world, but it was just kind of something that piqued my interest um, as as things were kind of happening around me and everything. So I figured I would I'd give it a shot and it kind of took me in a direction I wasn't expecting.
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I want to talk to you about school a little bit. So where yeah. did you go to school and like, what was the program that you were in?
1: So I went to, to Fanshawe in London and uh, London, Ontario, and there's the Music Industry Arts program, um, mainly focused on like the industry as a whole, like the business side, the uh, like studio production and, and mixing and that kind of thing. Um, but there were live, live production elements that kind of weren't necessarily taught, but were kind of, we were exposed to it and we had the ability to kind
0: of get our feet wet with that as well. The curriculum was largely based on on just doing industry as a whole, but then not really that much to do with anything live, but just to, like yeah. What was like, what was kind it, of the main it, focus for coursework? Like
1: yeah. So like we had like our production class where we learned how to produce music, engineering where we learned how to train our ear, mix and record and figure out mic like placement that kind of thing. And then the kind of the more business courses that we had. Related to some of the, like, in terms of live work, like, booking tours and that kind of thing. And then in our, like, main lecture hall, there was basically a live setup that was just always set up and ready to go. So, PA, lights, um, a console, everything was just kind of set right to go for bands to perform, rehearsing, in. And, and then there was a live, um, like, a live performance class as well. So some of us had the opportunity to be able to to run the, the mixer and all that and mix the band live as well.
0: Okay, yeah. So they have a mock-up stage yeah. where you can like mix things in real time, but it, yep. it it's already all set up, so there's not really anything to do with, you know, doing it from scratch, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the and it, and again it wasn't anything that was necessarily taught, but we had the opportunity to kind of try it out and everything. And I think that definitely played an impact on my interest into getting into the live production world when I did end up at Sherwood, just being able to have the opportunity to, to do that. Prior to college, I did run like sound for bands I played in, All nothing huge or major, but it definitely, having that opportunity when I was in college kind of laid the groundwork for when I had the opportunity at Sherwood.
0: Right. So you're coming from a background of of playing instruments, like playing uh, in groups and then also recording and then going to school and then doing production. So kind of like, yeah, it's a a typical kind of thing. Like a lot of guys are kind of doing all three of those. Right. So, yeah. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Start with the playing and then, oh, we need somebody to do this. Well, I guess I'll just try to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, and then that just led to, to doing it more.
0: So what do you think your favorite part of the school experience was? Um, For me, it was definitely the
1: community. Um, Being surrounded every single day with a hundred other people who share the same passion as you, but have different views on it and different methodologies and ideologies. It it was a pretty cool opportunity to be able to, to find the people that you mesh well with and be aware of the people that you didn't mesh well with so then that kind of sets you up for as you move into the industry afterwards what kind of people you know how to deal with what people you don't and that kind of thing
0: okay yeah so the social aspect you know gave you a kickstart instead of going in from scratch kind of thing yeah yeah uh, being able to build relationships and everything right yeah for sure so yeah so you went so how long did it take you from going to school to, to working full-time in it? You just went straight into it, basically, because you, <laughs> yeah. you were already working? So,
1: Yeah, so um, from school, and I finished in 2016. Leading up to the end of the school year, I realized that I was about to leave college and real life was going to set in, so I needed a job. Um, previously, before going to college, I worked at the, the music store that Sherwood had, um, beforehand. So I kind of already had an in in that regard. I knew the manager, so I called him up. I was like, hey, are you finishing college, I need a job. What can you do? And he uh, just said, send it a resume, borrowed my friend's car and went for an interview. And then it was actually the very last lecture that we had. And we we're talking about what everybody's going to do once college is done and everything. And during that lecture, I got a phone call saying that I got the job at Sherwood. Nice. And yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're like,
0: I have an answer. I have an answer. I'm I'm doing this. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I had to step out of the lecture briefly and then came back in and sat down. I'm like, well, I got a job, so that's something. Um little did I know it'd end up leading me to a place where I could if I wanted to just sit for the rest of my career.
0: True. Um, Yeah.
1: But yeah, so that that kind of and then I I started literally the next week after we were back from London, the following Monday or whatever.
0: Okay, yeah, so just straight so, away. Uh, how how yeah. many people do you think have that kind of success rate in, in being able to integrate into uh, the industry right away from school? Um, it's funny, actually. Uh,
1: probably, like, in, in the same way that I did, a very small percentage, I would say, um, at least right away. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of people, there's a bunch of people who I know now that are doing more in the industry, but not necessarily directly out of school.
0: Yeah, it took them um, a couple extra years to get
1: to get Yeah, in, it took to get them a something. little bit more time.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: because a lot of a lot of people went the internship route and that kind of thing too, which I had that opportunity, I could have done it, but I figured I would rather get a job and then within the industry and then work on my own thing as well, which is what the studio is and how that's grown over the last couple of years.
0: Okay, for sure. Yeah, so you might have answered this a little bit, but what was something you were glad that you learned in school so you didn't have to get there by trial and error, like on the job?
1: Uh, Actually, probably the biggest statement I heard that was an impact was, uh, say yes and figure it out later. Um, That's definitely led me down a, a path of just kind of being thrown into situations and having to work through it and figure it out and get the job done
0: yeah for sure that's a good that's a good uh i mean if they if they showed you that in school or was like you know what just just do it don't don't second guess yourself like nobody really knew what they were doing when they started so exactly just just do it yeah well that's because good at least they have that (laughs) yeah 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 i mean it it was one of our profs that said it
1: and and that was one thing that he had learned and that he had told other people to to pursue and it's worked for them and other people who came in as guest lectures had had him as a professor who have worked with him, um, all said the same thing and that's how they ended up where they were. So
0: tell me something you've learned Or types of things you've learned on the job that you feel were completely left out of the school program, which I always joke, like, you know, I'm going to start a blog of things they didn't teach you in sound school, but I never went. So I don't know. But like, you know, like things like uh, how to move a grand piano or how to jackknife a stage line through a tiny gate down a hill and secure it on some mud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. There's a lot of like that kind of stuff, like unique things like, yeah, like moving a grand piano, that kind of thing. Um, My program wasn't necessarily geared around the live production thing as much, but. um, But yeah, there was definitely a lot of a lot of that side of it was like, okay, the I mean, the grueling hours is one thing that I mean in studio work the grueling hours is just being able to mentally stay awake long enough whereas the the physical side of things in the the live production world is definitely a thing that people need to to know about ahead of time that's not really talked about unless you talk to somebody who is in the industry and doing it right now
0: okay so yeah yeah so basically you're saying the other aspects like you need to be, you know, really strong and be able to yeah. have physical strength for more than 12 hours in a day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah.
1: and, and being able to like the work ethic side of it, of looking past how, how much work it is and how tedious work it can be. And just kind of always looking towards the end goal and, and, the loadout. Seeing that yeah. Th- yeah, the loadout. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the out. And uh and yeah, being able to be be aware at all times too and not just kind of half ass it the whole way through. Cause the more work that you put in when you're setting up a show or a production, the the easier it's going to be at the end when everybody's tired after the the twelve to twenty hour day that you just had.
0: Yeah, it's like people in university or whatever. They're like, "Oh, it's so much work, and I have to study for so yeah. long, and blah blah blah." And it's like, "Okay, yeah, try running a festival." It's like,
1: <laughs> "Yeah," and and quite frankly, there's a lot of things like that that I feel can be talked about but can't be t- like taught. Yeah, it's oh, something yeah. that you just kind of learn after like after doing it enough times and being able to be accepting of of what has to what kind of work actually goes into that sort of thing as well. You um, can't teach somebody how to be a good worker. Right. They just kind of have to have that already and then improve upon it and be self-conscious enough to be able to to acknowledge when they've messed up or, or anything like that or if they need to improve in a certain
0: area. Right. So overall, personality and just personal awareness and yeah. being humble – is just more personality traits than it is something you'd learn in school, I guess, right? Yeah,
1: which uh, to to speak to from like from the school that I went to for for the industry and everything, um, that kind of community aspect thing that I talked about, touched upon earlier wasn't necessarily something that they told us to do or that they taught us how to do, but it's just an opportunity to be able to interact with so many different types of people that allows you to then interact with other people down the road of different personality types, different mindsets and all that. I feel like that definitely has helped me, um, in my position now with Sherwood of being able to interact with different clients, different customers, different technicians that come in that we work with that I think other people don't, that can't necessarily handle. Yeah. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of clashing personalities from, You know, from time to time, which, or just certain people that are hard to get along with, period. And then, exactly. Sometimes you just have to. Thinking back to when you were deciding to go to school, I guess in general, like what makes school the right choice for someone like wanting to get in? To either recording music or you know sound lights video production or I mean mm-hmm. like what would you think the point is to make it worth going?
1: Right, I think uh, at least uh, I guess first I'll touch upon my kind of mentality of going to school and why I made that decision and everything was um, just the the opportunity to to really hone my craft in terms of studio work and the recording side of things. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think somebody should feel like they have to go to school for it if they have the means and the ability to to do it on their own and grow their own way then I think that's important as well um, I just felt like I especially growing up in a more rural area um, outside of Kitchener Waterloo um, there weren't too many other people who were who shared the same thoughts that I did in terms of the industry and all that so getting away from the area that I was growing up in was, was one reason getting to know more people who had the same kind of passions as I did, which ultimately ended up playing to my benefit and what's us kind of help grow my studio brand at this point. Um, yeah. Like being able to meet other people was my driving force. And I, again, I don't, I don't think people need to feel like they have to go to school for it, but if they want that opportunity to, meet people and grow in a community then i think that's a good reason to good enough reason to go
0: yeah fair enough i mean i know one example of somebody who i met who met went to metalworks and they literally only went because they lived in thunder bay and they wanted to get away from their mom right (laughs) and they're like i need to go i need to go like do this and like i'm and interested in this and it's like yeah that's uh taking on a lot of debt for trying to get away from your mom but <laughs> hopefully hey. you know it really you know got you into the right group of people right so i guess that's right. that's a good aspect so
1: also too like the ability to have eight months of being able to spend up to 24 hours a day working on what you're passionate about. Um, was a huge opportunity. Like, there's no pressures. Like, because of the incurring debt that you get from going to school, you don't necessarily have to worry about having a job all the time or or anything like that. So you can really focus on everything. Um, whereas if you're just trying to start up on your own, just kind of try to build your own thing, you also have to get a job to be able to to pay for everything and fund fund that, and be able have to pay for honing your craft. Um. 'Cause you're not going to get clients right away. Right. But having that opportunity to spend eight months within the community of people and growing together, it definitely helped catapult me into a, a place where I'm a lot more confident with my ability and I can then go out and market myself and kind of grow in that in that regard. I mean the dream is to work in the studio all the time, but having the ability to go out and work on shows and work with a different type of team of people and uh, a different dynamic and different environment all the time is, is uh, something that for me personally, I, I enjoy. I find if I find myself in the same place for too long, I get kind of uneasy, which is the nice thing about having different clients because then you're working with different people in that way, uh, in terms of the studio. But I think, uh, As time goes on, I'll be kind of finding myself balancing between between both um, doing studio work and doing live work um, just to keep growing as well.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of common in a way where it's like you don't necessarily mean to become a full time tech. Like, right. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I'll try and work like, no, I, I remember I literally had applied, I I like walked into Sherwood to apply uh, for like literally part-time rentals or something. Right. Like, and I was just in the store in an interview and then because I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to work on recording, but I didn't really have like a proper studio i was in like a hall so i was like well it's not really super professional so i'll try and get a job here to get some you know a job and then like literally i never even went in the store the first thing i did was like a blue mountain like bedazzled load in right (laughs) and then i just never never (laughs) stopped from there okay well let's talk a little bit more about uh your studio setup so how how is the studio business going so far uh this yeah. year for you i mean aside from you know whatever's going on right well, now <laughs> yeah actually uh
1: we we coming into 2020 we actually were pretty busy um we have a bunch of projects on the go uh a bunch of different clients and more clients coming in we just recently started um to talk with another another person about uh i think if i remember properly he wants to do seven songs or something like that um but there is there's work to be done which is which is nice although with the current state it's uh it's going to kind of make things a little difficult but we'll we'll work through it and we'll we'll make it we'll keep going which is uh a thing that we like to to perseverance is key
0: i think how how do you find it balancing the recording and working full-time in production because sometimes it can be a little bit challenging in the sense that if you're working around gear and music uh, all the time at work, and then you go home and you're working on it again, and then, you know, how, how do you manage the balance of, of not getting, you know, kind of drained?
1: Right. Um, I mean, I guess uh, having the mentality of just being able to, to work constantly is definitely a, a key feature that I have sometimes of, not being able to drain myself too much. Like I, I know where my limit is. So I kind of know when to take a break and when to kind of move things around and, and all of that. Um, I work with two other, two other guys as well, Stefan Tamal, at Jack Darby who uh, um, helped lighten the load for sure. Um, and, basically kind of help keeping the, the gears rolling if I'm uh, unavailable as well
0: okay yeah so a good a cup you know a team at the for the recording so that you know you're not yeah. 100% having to do all the communication all the tracking all everything right <laughs> exactly yeah should you go to school or like what could it be like for you like if anybody was considering going like yep or not going like what would be what would be kind of what you would think to tell them, like if you're in a certain position, like what would be the right choice? Right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I think if, if you're kind of on the fence of whether or not you should or shouldn't go, um, a few things to think about is um, how well, how dedicated are you in terms of the content that that program may or may not provide um, is one thing. So I kind of, when I went to school, I, my main focus was the studio work. So I kind of put a ton of my time into that and then went into it knowing that that's what I wanted to do. I find a lot of people go into those programs being like, I don't know what I want, which is okay. Cause then you might be able to gravitate and, and find something. But if you have something that you want to work on, um, then just taking that and running with it, I think is a, is a good idea. Um, If if you don't know, then even just taking a bit more time to to for some self discovery, figure out what it is that you want to do, and then pursuing that that route, I think is a good idea. Um, If you want to meet a larger group of people, if you're not necessarily within the industry already or don't aren't surrounded by those types of people, I think that that alone is a great opportunity um, to to meet a ton of people who are like minded or can help kind of guide you in whatever direction that you need to go, uh, and then having the resources of the professors and that kind of thing to help you kind of go go even further because they they know people, they're connected, and they're they become part of your network, which is very crucial, I would say.
0: Yeah, great points. Um, yeah, yeah, the professors' connections and all the connections you can make there of people that yeah. are interested in the same thing. Um, yeah. Versus getting into work and then all you do is get to work with, you know, the, either the people at that company or, you know, the clients or whoever. And it could take a long time to get to, you know, yeah. to work with the same people multiple times to even build a relationship because it's hard to build something, you know, just working with someone for one day. Right. So. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Being being surrounded by the same people, the same large group of people for eight months and building those relationships. Could lead to something great because you can work together to build something as opposed to you being on your own the whole time.
0: All right. Well, I guess I'll I'll wrap it up there for you. But cool. if you, uh, give me shout outs so I can people can find you uh, find your work or any links like that.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, on Instagram at Canadian Daydream is a uh, is our is our main place. Uh, our website is Canadian Daydream.ca. Um that's where, where we're actually working currently on revamping the website. So, um, hopefully we'll be posting on social media soon about, about that and kind of trying to try to keep things rolling and keep the momentum going. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, those are the two main kind of places that we can be connected.
0: Nice. And, and what kind of uh, genre work do you do as far as recording? Uh,
1: we, we try to cover anything and everything. Um, we're willing to work with anybody who is passionate about, about their music and, and everything. So basically when we do choose to work with anybody, we have a chat with them and see if we're the right fit and then kind of talk from there and and that
0: kind of thing. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Mitch, for yeah. letting me know your Thank insights you. on, on the schooling.
1: For sure. Yeah. It's uh, it was a fun opportunity. And I think like going back to what I already said, if, if you feel like you you really really want it then that's just a sign of pursuing it
0: yeah great well thanks a lot Mitch. all right no problem all right thanks for checking out the interview um don't forget you can go to sound guy tips facebook group let me know what you thought of the episode and i'll catch you guys next time